0: Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. It's more than a podcast. Yeah. Inexhaustible episodes. God's fast. Glorify him as we broadcast the Lord's grace and God's wrath. More serious than a bomb blast. Full disclosure inside the title. No surprises. Simply put, guys with Bibles. Yeah. Just some regular reborn, reformed cats If it's in the Bible, then they're gonna speak on that Cause the scripture is the final word Okay. Competing ideas, quite absurd Of this you can be quite assured yeah. We were lost in the darkness of night Immersed in sin, but then the, the light emerged. emerged It was the Son of God, divine Christ That shines light, the word in Genesis That assigned life and hindsight And was revealed through the prophets and apostles We magnify and expound on the power, power of the, the gospel.
1: gospel Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: doctrine
2: glorifying God with your hosts, Sean, Scott, and Lee.
0: Hey, what's up, everybody? We're Guys with Bibles. I'm Scott.
2: I'm Sean. And I'm Lee.
0: Man, why is the pause between you guys so long? It's like an eternity. <laughs> It's it's so we torture you mentally I'm sitting here going Why are they not saying anything? <laughs> it's
2: just to torture you That's hey. all it's about
1: Ugh. Scott, stay in your lane, okay?
2: Jeez, get <laughs> off my ladder <laughs> <laughs> So If we're a little
1: slap happy it's It's 20 10, to 11 40. at night Yeah
2: on a Friday, on a Friday, <laughs> and I'm November. old. I'm I'm glad we recorded this late because I was able to eat my dinner at nine o'clock instead of recording then. So I'm really grateful to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm glad my kids
2: are in
0: bed. Wife's downstairs watching some christmas yes Aguilera movie. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know. I was so uh, glad st- stirring up were... a
2: witch's cauldron full of essential oils oh gosh this.
1: <laughs> you're like don't, don't, don't start that don't even start this
2: there's a black cat nearby you don't know where it came from but it just ate a hamster it's her prop <laughs> dude
0: I can't believe dude some of the hamsters they're still probably out there kicking around <laughs> they really are
2: tougher than they look just running
0: around just bouncing checks and taking names
1: <laughs> what in the world
2: <laughs> you almost made me choke on my Lacroix. <laughs> Lacroix. So we're still in Ephesians 2. Ephesians and I think 2. The last, and I think the last we time we off on verse 8. Yes. Yes. But I have a feeling I don't think we really hit too heavily heavily on um verses, uh 6 and 7. I don't Anyways, we'll
0: start at six and we'll just go from there. We'll pick it up. And then uh just
2: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> What about awkward silences now there, Scotty? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, and we are guys Bibles, and we're out. <laughs> <laughs> I need uh, to talk about the gospel. That's what's gonna wake me up. All right. Can I read it? Yeah, in your weird translation.
1: Oh, you be quiet. I'm gonna read.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna start at six
1: and read through. Uh, what is that? Ten. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I'd you go can go make, make it. 10. All right. He I'm also be with you. What? <laughs> That's what I thought. Can you read that far?
2: Yeah, I can read.
0: That far? I'm, I'm I, not. Gonna, I can read as I'm
2: far as I want. Joke around because I know you can mess me up. <clears throat> anyway. Uh. He
1: also raised us up with him and seated us with him. This begins the reading.
2: You... (laughs) Yeah, come on. Out of respect
1: for God's word, you shut up.
2: Get the liturgy right. (laughs) (laughs) We pray to the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. Starting at verse 6. He also raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavens in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might display the immeasurable riches of his grace through his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is God's gift, not from works so that no one can boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared
2: ahead of time for us to do. This here ends the reading. It's so good. It's so good that e- even in a substandard translation like the c s. b it still makes sense and substandard. Punches you in substandard face <laughs>
1: substandard my foot <laughs> no it even sounds good in in c. s. b right yeah it
2: does that's true so i i'm intrigued by verse six a lot um Because even though, like, verses 1 through 10 are really important to me, like we've all said over and over again, but what's interesting to me about verse 6 that I've had to think about for a long time is that spiritually that we're seated with Him even now before any of us uh, are ascended and with a resurrection body and all those good things, that it's, it's sure enough that even now, it's as if we are already there right there's
1: a there's kind of a a here and now benefit to salvation and yet there's something else to come that we haven't experienced yet so it's kind of a both at the same time kind of thing right
2: absolutely like the the already and not yet yeah aspect about the kingdom i i just think that's so awesome and it shows how big how small we are in the course of 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 who God is and what God sees, you know being outside of space and time the way that we conceive of it, so that in his mind it's already all those things have already occurred, he's outside of our beginning to end you know linear time time frame that we live in it's just uh. Really fascinating and encouraging, like God's ways really are so much higher than our ways. What about you, Scott? How do you feel <laughs> what what do these verses mean to you <laughs> so Steve for turterick <laughs> oh no, <laughs>
0: no, I'm just kidding so. Um, by listening to what you guys said I I agree Um, I just think that in verse 6 as it follows from verse 4 but God being rich in mercy um, because of his great love which he loved us um, even though we were dead in our transgressions made us alive together with Christ by the grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places um all i got to say is this is post-mill. And, uh,
2: oh, boy, here we go. It always comes down to this. Amen, yeah. brother. Amen. No, pre- so, that'll
0: preach. So God has already reigned. Christ is already reigning. Every, everything's been placed under his feet in subjection to him. Um, and the only enemy left for Christ is death. Um, so everything that, since we have been seated with him, we, are, we have been adopted as children which is one of sanctification's greatest um, qualities that we attain at, at sanctification. Um, so we are now adopted as not only God's sons, but we were given to Christ as, as his own. And I, I think that's... Um, very. I think it's displayed here in Ephesians very well. Um, it talks about the the resurrection from the old man to the new man, um, and then now how we have been adopted and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So we have been placed in, in Christ, and we are secured in Christ. And I think that's that's something that we need to really focus on, that how we are secured in Christ, that everything um, during our sanctification process and um, justification that we are secured in Christ And I think we can lose awareness um, Of our assurance and our salvation But here in Ephesians 1-10 through, 1, 1 through 10, um, Paul is reassuring them that Though you walked formerly as the world You are now justified in God Justified in Christ By Christ's works Not of your own and it was by the grace of God that you were saved at all, and I think that's that's what this verse is really talking about.
1: Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me. I just finished "Grace Abounding to the Chief of Sinners" last night, and uh, it it this these verses one through ten here in chapter two reminds me of Bunyan. He's trying to grasp this concept of what he used to be. And he, he's having a really hard time understanding that God's grace is bigger than his sin. And it was so hard for him to grasp that. And he struggled with it for so long. Uh, The book is really, it's actually pretty short and it's really good. And I highly recommend it, but it just, these verses remind me of what I just read by Bunyan in that book. And it's 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 hard to grasp sometimes, especially people that are outside of the faith. Um, they well, people outside of the faith don't even really have a concept of why their sin is so wrong because they don't see it as wrong. And then when you finally do come to that understanding and you're just just converted, you, I did i I personally did. I had a really hard time coming to grasp with the fact that God's grace is so much bigger and more powerful than my sin. And uh right. And these these verses are really reassuring if if you really study them and look into them.
0: Yeah, and I think I think people can lose sight of how they were saved. They lose sight of the gospel. Um and they they begin to like what we talked about um, on one of the last episodes I think it was a lot a three segment episode um, how people listen to the pastor preaching about holiness and how to be holy as the father is holy be perfect as the father is perfect uh, um, and how we are to live without sin in our lives but it's impossible and um, throughout your whole entire life here on earth, you're going to be battling sin from start to finish. Um, just because you are sanctified doesn't mean that you are sinless. Um, you're going to be battling sin for until you die. And I don't think people realize that it's a constant battle in your sanctification that even though you were raised from death to life, your sin, your flesh, is a battle and that's where Paul talks about in chapter 4 of Ephesians, when we get there, about putting on the new man, putting on the new self. And then in Ephesians 6, he talks about the armor of God, you know, and how you put on the armor of righteousness, the helmet, the shield, and the, the sword. I mean, it's, it's, it's an everyday ordeal for the Christian walk and journey to constantly be aware that sin is not gone away. You are now aware of your sin. You are now aware of how depraved you were and how lost you were, but you are not taken from the world. You know what I mean? You're still in it. You're in the trenches. Yeah. And I think people think that once they're saved they have to play this part where they try to be this hunky-dory sanctified. white picket fence sanctified Christian saint and then they they get overwhelmed and i think and I, I think that's um pretty important to talk about because i think a lot of people are scared to even talk about it um they're afraid to be honest with themselves and Say, well, yeah, I guess I have been pretending to be the self righteous man when
2: Well yeah, they're afraid to talk about it because one, it would it would take them realizing that they are perhaps a false convert. And number yeah. two, it if they're in a system like that that is all about man pleasing and having, you know, your your bona fides all zipped up You can't show any weakness. So if you are struggling with doubts or you don't exhibit all the hallmarks that the bosses say that you should exhibit, then, of course, you're going to come under some scrutiny and it's going to be uncomfortable. So there's no sense in being authentic if you're having trouble, because then it's just going to make people look down on you and perhaps shun you um, because they may not believe you're part of the group.
0: Exactly. And I think people are afraid to be real. Be real. Um, look, we sin each and every day of our lives. Even I struggle with sin on a daily. Um, I get angry, you know. And I you're a spiritual angry. giant. No, I'm not. <laughs> I am sorry, no, but I, I am I, not I, David, and I am I, not. <laughs> I,
1: I work with. I work with Scott most days, and I can assure you, he's not a spiritual giant, nor am I.
0: <laughs> no, no, far from it.
1: We are weak, it, weak men. We are
0: weak, and I mean. I can say this only I read Christ my Bible is strong.
1: daily I pray
0: daily and even I get in a funk where I think God are you listening am I, am I sanctified am I you, I mean we all battle with that question that question haunts every man and woman and I mean really if you ever want to, it's hard if you want to read a book it's um, by Mike McKinley um, it's a nine marks and it's am I really a christian um, the forward is by Kirk Cameron, um, so if you guys are curious, go check that out. Um like he's McKinley. an actor, Cameron. Who? Like the Kirk Cameron, yeah, the Kirk oh. Cameron. Yes. Oh, cool. Um, Mike McKinley, he was a, a Westminster Theological Seminary graduate, um, and he, now he's serving on the pastoral staff for Capitol Hill Baptist Church in Washington D.C. Um, Devers Turf. Yeah, so, I mean, this guy is a pretty good guy, and the book is, it's solid, and it goes over all your questions, your doubts, and um, how to be reassured of your salvation, Um, just as Paul's doing here in Ephesians, he is reassuring these people that, look, you have been saved by Christ, through Christ, only by Christ, and none of it was done by your own, and that's hard to swallow in today's today's theology and the church. Um, well, we don't we, we are, don't
2: like getting gifts from God in the church today because right, everybody to everybody accept, wants to make their own gift. Yes, or you have to have a gift giver
0: and then a gift receiver, which <laughs> it's yeah. You're going to receive the gift yeah. whether you want it or not. All right, Jonah, All right. you're going to take it <laughs> whether yeah, you want no, it no or not. So, I mean if you're going to be used by God, God's going to use you regardless. Because um, so, it's I mean, his, it is it's what his
2: calling. You didn't call him. Exactly, exactly. He called you. Oh, you're going to get me in my cage again. Oh! Ugh.
0: But I think that's important that we understand. And, I mean, assurance in salvation is a difficult t- subject to talk about. I think... Um, That's what every pastor continually tries to do on Sunday mornings, is to continually assure the congregation of their salvation in Christ. And some may be
2: deaf-eared to that. Um, Have you ever heard, um, well, James White has talked about it, and so has Robert Godfrey, have talked about uh, the weird thing in the Dutch Reformed Church um, in the Netherlands, if you go and you visit a Dutch Reformed church there and the time for the Lord's Supper comes, you'll have virtually nobody from the church going up to receive it. And uh, I, it was... Um, and so James White asked somebody about it the last time he was there and said, what's the deal? Like, there's all these people, they're all members in good standing, why is nobody taking the supper? And they said, oh, well... Um, you know they've been encouraged that, if you have any doubts about your salvation, that it would be presumptuous for you to take the Lord's Supper, so you've got all these believers that Christ has died for, but because they themselves weren't feeling like they were as holy as they should be, they willingly uh refrained from taking the ordinary means of grace and, and, that's, and that's so that's so sad. That's-
0: it is, it is. It's very sad. Um, w- This is where I would say, look at the disciples. The disciples were full of doubt, full of doubt. And they Constantly. had Christ face-to-face right in front of them, performing miracles daily, preaching to them daily, praying with them daily, eating supper with them daily, and yet they still doubted. Why do you think that he consistently... Always said, good and faithful servant. Why do you doubt?
1: Yeah. Why do and, you doubt? And even in the Old Testament, uh, you know, the Exodus, Moses, these the Hebrews witness God working through Moses. He splits the Red Sea. He water comes from the rock. Uh, he feeds them with manna. All these things, and they still doubt. Yeah, it's it's something that's always i think ever since humanity has fallen it's something that's plagued us yeah so.
0: and yeah i totally agree and i think that we need to fall back to the psalms we need to um just remember what god brought us from where where have you came from and if and if you're really questioning you need to look at your fruit that you're producing are you producing any fruit are you, are you preaching the gospel to your neighbors, your wife, yourself, your kids, um, loved ones throughout your family? Um, just what what are you doing for the kingdom? And Hello, that's that's where you need to really look at yourself. Um, and it's not it's not that you're comparing yourself to a godly man that you walk next to in church. That's not who you put yourself up against. You're going to put yourself up against Christ. That's who you're supposed to be imitators of. Walk as Christ walked. Walk as you Yeah, you're, you're not being conformed
2: be. to the image of your pastor. You're being conformed right. to the image of Christ. That's the goal. Exactly. exactly. That's the whole mission. That's what the Spirit's equipped to, to uh, transform us into. Yeah. And you know, I'm glad you mentioned that about about um, what are you doing too, because that ties in really tightly with verse nine. Because you can go on the opposite side too, where um, some some Christians, you know, will get saved and then never do anything, um, and then there are some Christians who uh, get very OCD about the whole thing, um, to speak of it glibly, and they make their their work for the kingdom. The grounds for them being saved um, in the end. But we have to remember we're not saved by our works, that our works are, like you said, it's showing fruit. The fruit isn't what makes the tree a good tree, you know, to use the parable that Jesus said. You know, a good tree bears good fruit. So you can tell by the fruit that the tree is good if the fruit is good, but the right. fruit... You don't have, you're not a bad tree, and you're, by working hard, you're going to make good fruit that will cause you to be a good tree. That's just not how any of it works. It doesn't work in nature that way, and it doesn't work spiritually that way either. You have to be made new. You have to be a new creature in order to have those good works. But, you know, because people will say the thing like, oh, well, you know, I'll make it right with Jesus when I cleaned up this aspect of my life well you know you may clean it up and it may seem clean to you but it's still going to be dirty rags to him anyway so why don't you just let him clean it up exactly repent loser and believe the gospel
0: (laughs) i mean it it's it's very um i want to say almost draining to the to the christian walk. If, if salvation relied upon you And your works um, You would be You would never amount To the, the level that you needed to be um, Your works would never be enough It would never be enough
2: Right, there is no level to attain Because even in this life You won't be completely conformed to the image of Christ Which yes. is the true result because, you know, until we're glorified and the final stain of sin is wiped away from our, our bodies themselves, we won't attain that level of godliness. But God sustains exactly. us. He's promised to sustain us all the way to the day that we're glorified. Yeah. And, and we were saved,
0: but not from our works. And do we do good works? Absolutely, we do. But as Christians, our good works come from the works of Christ, who is in us. So in reality, you're not responsible for your good works. You were only you able can't to take do credit. good works because Christ gave you the ability to do good, good works. Um, do we do things out of um, humility, um, where we are completely humble, about what we did, no, because there's always yeah. going to be um, a self gratification yeah, to what we do. You know, you know, you, it's it's like you're going to you want to pat yourself on the back and go, you "Yeah, know, I did something really nice today." You know, and that's 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 where it just became uh you just fell into pride, and it's it's not you're not doing it for God's glory. Now you just did it for your own glory. And I think people fail to see that. And so when we talk about works and how none of your works attained your salvation, we're literally meaning nothing you have done in your entire life has ever went toward your salvation, period, except the sin which made it necessary to save you.
2: Uh, Saint Augustine had a great quote uh, that I think summed up a lot of this really well. Uh, saying, "Talking to God, grant what you command and command what you desire." And I think just in that simple statement, you are getting to a lot of what we've been talking about here. Because, of course, God is going to command what He desires, because that's that's His will. You know, to be for us to be obedient to Him, but then He has to grant us the ability to even follow that command. So even our our desire to obey God and to do what he's commanded us to do, even that itself is a gift from him, all of grace.
0: Exactly, exactly.
2: So as we as we go down
0: to uh verse 10, um it says for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. And i that's pretty much what we've been going over. So we were created in Christ through the regeneration of our spirit and through salvation and the sanctification process um, that we were made to be his work. His workmanship, you know. So we are we are His to do His work, not our own. It's His work, and we are doing this all through Christ's power, who saved us. Um, so,
2: and also, you know, you kind of have the the foreordained nature of our good works in this verse too, because we've been created. For good works, which God prepared beforehand, so we'd walk in them. So it's not just some blind chance that we do the good works that we do. So not only has God saved us all by grace, right? But He's also, yeah, He He's also decreed our obedience and granted us the uh, the ability spiritually to obey Him in righteousness. And then even more, He already set out the good works for us to do in obedience. So it's all come by grace there's no um there's no chances there's no cards being dealt there's nothing nothing like that it's certain right. it's ordained and it's good and, and it honors god
0: amen
1: yeah Bam. and these in like these in these good works that we've been talking about they are necessary but not for salvation but as a fruit of your faith right I always jump to James, um, let's see, chapter 2, verse 26. It's pretty famous. Uh, For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. So not saying that you are justified by your works, but the fact that if you have true faith, God has already prepared good works for you to do and if you are not exhibiting good works in any way shape or form and you continue to live in unrepentant sin that's a pretty good sign that you are actually not converted correct
2: yeah i'd say so or For it's sure. habitual
0: or it's habitual sin and you have um you backslid, and yeah, you yeah. you are blind to your sin at that point in time kind of like pride um when a when a man becomes consumed in pride he doesn't realize that he's prideful others around him realize that he is prideful. realize it and and,
1: and it's our job as you know as brothers Christians and sisters in Christ to yes. yeah to bring that to light so they can repent of it and be forgiven so exactly yeah but yeah, good works are, this, this doctrine of good works has always kind of fascinated me and uh, being a former Catholic, because the Catholic doctrine of salvation is you're saved by grace through faith, working in love, which is not the Protestant definition of salvation, correct? But it's it's interesting because Catholics view good works as something that we do alongside with what Christ has done, and together we kind of meet in the middle, and that's what saves you, and that's just not biblical whatsoever. And what good works are is a... Result of the faith that has been given to you I, That's the best way that I can explain it And I think yeah. a lot of modern day Christians Have this idea of good works Just turned backwards on itself And it's
2: it's damaging
1: Like it most really things is.
2: evangelicals believe theologically Yeah, it's it's, it's Frankly,
1: evangelicals thing. are more Catholic than Catholics I think, sometimes
2: Oh, for sure. But, yeah, for sure. But we could do a whole episode on that.
1: But it's it's really important to understand the role of good works in the Christian life. They are very important. Um, what's it say? Let me flip back to James. Like, Somebody uh, talk real quick.
2: Yeah. Um, oh, I remember early on when I first got into um, Calvinism and was listening to John Piper a lot, he was talking about the distinction between fruit and root. Which I'd never heard of up to that point. But I I always thought that was really helpful to think about when we talk about good works. They're fruits. They're not the root of the plant. Because growing up in what I've called Wesley World and in my blogs and on the podcast, oftentimes people will make your good works the root of your salvation, and if you're not if you're not doing the good works then oh you may lose your salvation you're you're not keeping up you know and it's not that far off from um you know tossing a coin in the collection plate um to to limit your loved one's time in purgatory it's it's that's only a hop skip and a jump away theologically from yeah from that uh experience
1: but I couldn't really find the verse I was looking for. It Doesn't really matter. I just, I just wanted to drive home the fact that good works are are in fact important, but not in the way that people really understand it today. It's, it's a fact that they have been ordained by God for us to do for out of the faith that He has given us. it, it is a result of the faith, not something that works with the faith
2: that we have. Well, so. and, and Jesus taught that you know. By your good works, people would see and would praise your Father in heaven. Right. That's a, yeah. that's a big deal.
1: Yeah, it's, Which it's is part of our
2: evangelism, just our our own testimony, our our actions, because we're pretty counter. Uh, what we consider important and godly is very counter to what the world thinks. You know, e- even in terms of just uh, basic vanilla moralism, is is even now in the course of our culture devolving way different than the christian ethic there used to be a lot of crossover there between just general morality and the christian life and now even that is is really becoming diametrically opposed to what we believe as christians so it's not hard to stand out against um, what the world says when, when we truly exhibit uh, g- the truths of of god right that's all part of our witness
0: ba boom. Boom.
1: all right so sean where can they find us oh you got me this time did you <laughs> well uh you can go to our website guyswithbibles.com you can listen to our podcast there and read our blog posts that happen every tuesday and thursday 90 percent of the time i missed one last week but uh and there's, uh, you can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or the Google Play Store or basically any uh, way that you listen to your podcast, you can find us on there. Leave us a five-star review if, if you like us. And you can get on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and search Guys With Bibles and... Follow us and join the Facebook group. And you can also email us at guyswbibles at gmail.com. Right. And also, we are in the Bar Podcast Network. The Bar, network. the Bar, the Bar, the Bar. So please check out the other uh, podcasts in the network. We got, what, what do we got, Lee? We got the Pastor's Discussion
2: Podcast. Pastor's Discussion Kaleoscope truth and fire just thinking and of course the bar the original bar podcast the interview show that Dwayne does all very interesting in uh theologically and um mentally stimulating material that you would do well to imbibe so check that all out and i think that's it oh i want to do a twitter shout out Okay. Big shout-out to Jeff Neese, who's on Twitter at TheologyNerd90. Had a great discussion with him uh, on the Twitters uh, recently over a weekend. Um, he's been going back and listening to shows from last year when we were doing the Ordo Salutis, and he was very, very complimentary. He said he was really enjoying it, um, was getting a lot of um, help and encouragement from it, um, and he also kind of enjoyed our our banter. <laughs> Especially when we were making fun of Sean, which does happen on occasion. Yeah, so, yeah, whatever. Th- thanks for reaching yeah. out, Jeff. Um, I'm an obsessive Twitter user, so when you tweet at us or retweet us or like a tweet, uh, it's coming straight to my face uh, through the medium of my phone. So thank you. Yeah, we don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have the password. Sean gets on every once in a while. I sign on. I don't time. even have
1: a chance to respond most of the time. I like look and it's Lee's already done it, so I just kind of, I just oh, kind of pop popcorn I'm a and watch it.
2: I'm a tweeter. I can't. I can't uh, deny it. I, I should probably I, repent I of it. Tweet one day
1: in my life. I can't don't do start because once you start, you can't <laughs> stop.
2: Don't don't start. see.
0: I don't. I don't get Twitter. I, I just don't understand it. I don't. That's get
2: better you. for you because it's. I think it's, it's more addictive as, than Facebook. About as backwards as I can find. But you know we're. I think we're redeeming the time on on Twitter because Twitter is usually a dumpster fire, uh, floating in a river of sewage. So. Um, <laughs> <we've>... <laughs> floating in so a we, river of sewage. <laughs> Yeah, but we've been adding a lot of uh, very gospel content on there and also debating uh, the, uh, the merits of coffee additives or whether it's best to drink it black. Spoiler alert, don't add anything to your coffee.
0: What about sugar?
2: Creamer and no. sugar is for heretics. Wow. Well, this, this is view guys does not with Bibles, <laughs> 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 Scott's this, like I quit. This view this does, is... not a, <laughs> does not does uh, not th- this view is not the view of the the uh, podcast guys with Bibles, but only the the opinion of one of its co-hosts.
1: <laughs> Scott, you're not far from the grace
2: of God. Just don't put sugar in your coffee, please. Don't, yeah, don't. <laughs> It, it's like throwing in tears with the wheat. Like, it will choke out the goodness.
0: I will tear all the wheat.
2: <laughs> it's like sticking a goat in with the sheep herd. Like, eventually, everything's going to go wrong.
0: You're wrong.
2: Yeah. I, only some How
1: sometimes. dare you! How dare, dare How dare you!
2: How dare you! <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That, that's my Greta Thunberg impression. <laughs> <laughs> well, but this anyway, is Guys it, with Bibles, so, and we're out.
1: <laughs> boom! <laughs>